Hello, hello, hello. Hello. Welcome to another episode of this lovely podcast, but I don't want to be a secondary character. God, I sound so full of myself, don't I? My name's Ivan. I'm Stephen. And we're here for an 18th week and an 18th episode of this podcast, and we talk about the minor and secondary characters of one of the greatest shows of all time, in my opinion, Stephen, the greatest sitcom of all time, Seinfeld. Definitely. Yes. This week, we're going back to season two, so, you know, for us, we don't do it in chronological order we usually get an episode at random or one that you tell us and we just put that episode in line and we go for it yeah that's right we kind of just look at wikipedia and pick an episode yeah let's do that one yeah that's a good episode or we get one of your suggestions yeah, as well yeah yeah so last week we went to season seven and this week we're at season two yep so that's how diverse we are back near the start <laughs> i know <laughs> right at the start yeah no we can't no you got to appreciate the earlier episodes too season two had some uh, some corkers yeah. as well and Season this one, one's got my favourite episode so far that we've done. Yes, I know. Which we'll talk out. about towards the end. Which we will, as we do each week. So this week we're talking about The Heart Attack, Season 2, Episode 8. And a few couple of secondary characters in this one that I found. How many did you get? Uh, I've got two. Two? Yeah, likewise. Yeah, yeah. like last week's episode. Yeah, yeah, only two. But like we said last week, you know, every episode there might be ten secondaries and there might be two. Yeah, you know? but one of those two is a absolute amazing oh great secondary character so good in fact that it may have for me may have influenced something Mm. but uh, a bit later find out a bit later later on in the episode yes but like we do every week at the start before we get into the episode steven our new local news anchor gives us seinfeld news here we go So this may be the biggest Seinfeld news that's happened in recent history. Yes, I, at least a few weeks ago when I read about this and I saw the video, yeah. I thought, oh my God, Yeah, a celebrity snubbing another celebrity. I know. That it was, is... It was life imitating art, imitating life imitating art. It just blew my mind. It was meta. It was self-aware. Yeah. And it it's, was awkward. And it's what the fictional Jerry would actually do. Yeah. If he was playing his fictional self there and then, the fictional Jerry would do just that. Totally. No, thank you. Yeah. Come on. No, thank you. No, and thank you. if you're listening, you probably know what uh, we're talking about. It's been all over the internet for weeks. You can't really avoid it. No. Uh, Kesha is a pop singer, and she requested... That's what she sounds like. I know who she is, but I don't really know any of her songs. <laughs> um, they sound horrible if that's what they are. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's me just impersonating her. Yeah. That's what she actually sounds like. Exactly. So so um, just a bit of background in case you haven't seen it, in case you've been living under a rock or whatever, in case you've been in the vault mm. um, or in a sack. Or you might be in a town with the word rock in it. If that's you're it. from there, hey. Yeah. How you doing? That's it. Um, Little Rock, Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> if you're from there, say good day. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, so uh, Seinfeld uh, was being interviewed um, on the red carpet for a, um, it was like a, an event. It was the David Lynch Foundation's National Night of Laughter and Song. I think it's a charity event. Um, while he was being interviewed, um, he was talking about how hard it is to sleep when you were being when you're tired, mm. which just sounds like typical Seinfeld. That sounds like that sounds like a season two episode. Yeah, it does. Or one of his stand up bits before. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, have you ever noticed that when you're really tired, you can't sleep? Yeah. <laughs> it's like the body saying, "Hey, buddy, I want to go to sleep," and your brain's all like, "But I want to watch TV." Oh. Oh. 
when he was being interviewed, uh, Kesha came up just sort of out of the blue. I know, right? And oh, this is so great. I've watched great. this probably 10, 15, 20 times. Yeah. He, she comes up and uh, she asks for a hug. She says, hi, I'm Kesha. I'm a really big fan of yours. Can I have a hug? Straight away, he just goes, no. No, no, no. Isn't it no or no thank you? Uh, oh, no, yeah. No, 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 thank no, th- you. no thanks. But he's got that kind of like look where he doesn't, like he's a bit awkward. Yeah, like, yeah, no, yeah, thank yeah. yeah, yeah. No, thank you. It's not yeah. like it's not like he's nice about it. He's well, just kind of like standoffish. He's like, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's caught off guard. and he, Yeah, he's caught off guard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's it. And um, yeah, and she goes, please, no thank you. <laughs> And then she said, oh, come on, just one hug or just a little hug or something. She's getting desperate. Yeah. And then he has to actually put his hand out to sort of rebuff her and 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 back away. Uh, and he just goes, yeah, no thanks. And then she walks off and goes, oh, <laughs> and sort of walks off out out of you know out of view. So good. Yeah. So and then good. and then then he says to the uh, interviewer, I don't know who that was. And then the interviewer says, oh, that was Kesha. And he's yeah. He still doesn't know who, he, who yeah, she probably is. Probably has never heard of her. Yeah. And, he, and then he's, you know, he sort of um, saves a bit of saves a bit of face and goes, "Oh well, I wish her all the best of luck." And that's it. It, it lasts 15, 20 seconds, but it spread over the internet and over sort of pop culture media yeah, like yeah. wildfire. Oh, it did. And it generated so much discussion. Uh, you know, people talked about like consent and personal space and like was Jerry a dick? Was Keisha a dick? Like who was right? Who was wrong? Should yeah. have he handled it better? Yeah. They talked about Seinfeld. It just this little like you know sort of event that in the big scheme of things doesn't mean anything yeah just created so much conversation it was so it sure did yeah it was great and we got quite a few responses from our listeners as well on instagram facebook and twitter one of our listeners Susie, uh she weighed in yeah on it and uh, even she said you know like having strangers like even she said that she'd feel awkward if a stranger came up and tried to hug her yeah you know like and she don't know who they are i think she said um she at at her job she gets people asking to shake her hand all the time and she has to rebuff because she just doesn't like the physical contact yeah and they they're really insistent yeah it makes her feel awkward and uncomfortable and like she's not being listened to no exactly so thank you Susie, for your contribution yeah nice to hear from you yeah so um naturally you know as i said there was a lot of discussion and you know a lot of jokes and it just you know a lot of memes it just created all this stuff oh everything yeah yep and it begs the question as well like do celebrities actually snub other celebrities obviously well, now they, they do. do it's happened at least once it has maybe maybe they've set a precedent yeah maybe other celeb maybe it'll sort of like um you know knock down the walls of how other celebrities act around each other pretty much and they'll just like be more honest and be like you know what i fucking hate you yeah pretty much and that movie that i saw you in you're shit I'm not going to be polite for you. I could see some some actors I can think of that would do that. Yeah, you know, they'd definitely. just be all real. You yeah, know? that'd be fabulous. Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, a few da- like over the last few days, as um, well, we're recording this uh, in June, and this happened a little while ago, but um, uh, it's generated more conversation after and like follow up. Yeah, yeah, of course. And obviously, the media asked Jerry and Kesha like how they felt about it. Uh, and yeah, just, you know, what their reactions were. That would generate a lot. Yeah, 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 publicity, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And Jerry said, "I'm 63. I don't know every pop star. I was right in the middle of an interview. It was a little off. When you get to be my age and you've done a couple of things, you have your own reality. In my reality, I don't hug a total stranger. Of course. Yeah, I have to meet someone, say hello. I got to start somewhere. A hug isn't the first moment of human to humans. I never did that." And then uh, they asked Kesha as well, and, um, and she's she like, said, "Oh my god, yeah. yeah." Is that what she said, or no? Maybe I don't know. <laughs> I'm just reading here. I don't know, I don't know how oh, she said okay, it. Okay, okay, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> it doesn't say like she said it like this. No, no, no. <laughs> um, and it's just all emojis. <laughs> That's a <yeah>. quote. <laughs> emojis, emojis. Uh, millennials. Um, yeah, that's us. 
Oh, so what did Kesha say? Yeah. So oh, actually, Jerry also said, I'm, I'm really flattered by the fact that she approached, but the TV only works one way. I can't see who's watching. Oh, I thought that was, that was pretty funny. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, and apparently, uh, like after that happened, when they got into the event and it was underway, they both had a bit of a chat about it and had a bit of a laugh. And, uh, and then he said, she was very nice about it. We laughed about it. Um, uh, but did she get the hug she was hoping for? No. No, I still did said. Fair enough. No, even off camera. So, yeah, just one little sort of interaction, one little awkward interaction yeah. that just happened to be caught on film <laughs> just created so much conversation and, and sort of new content as well. It was, yeah, and it's just a funny little awkward thing. It's yeah. really, yeah, really good. And if you haven't got back to us or, or weighed in on it, what do you think? Was Kesha in the right or was Jerry in the right? Let yeah. us know. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Bidwabask, or you can email us, Podcast at gmail.com. Yep. And Let us know. Yeah, you can listen to us as well on iTunes and Stitcher. You can uh, rate, review, and subscribe to us on both. Indeed. And like last week, we're after how many, or we're after as many people called Seven as we can. Yeah. So whether your name is Seven, you have a partner who's Seven, a mother, a father, a distant cousin, a relative, a friend, whoever. We want to get as many Sevens as we can, and we're going to let, we're gonna, this is like our campaign for the next couple of months. Yep. And we're going to do a final tally. So if your name is Seven or you know someone called Seven, email us, get in touch. Yep. We want to get as many as we can. What's that thing called? It's like six... Uh, there's six degrees of separation. The seven degrees of separation. Yeah. That's, that's the name of our campaign. The seven degrees, seven degrees of separation. Seven degrees of separation. No, oh, that doesn't work. No, no. no. I, I like seven degrees of separation. Yeah. I reckon it's perfect. Yes. No, but there's one with Kevin Bacon, like six degrees of bacon. Oh, six degrees of bacon. Degrees of bacon. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So yep. what it is, yeah, because, you know, room, like, they say that Kevin Bacon has worked with so many people in Hollywood that you could associate say Michael Douglas yep. and you can say Michael Douglas worked with this person who worked in this movie right. who worked on this person with this person in this movie who worked with this person in this movie who worked with Kevin Bacon right. you know it's like everyone just leads back to Kevin because Kevin Bacon's been in he's got an amazing massive career yep. in TV and film mm. you know he's surely he's worked with almost anyone you can think of yeah. or he's worked with someone who's worked with someone right yeah, that's, that's you can the always connect degrees. him the six degrees of yeah, the six degrees six of degrees. Kevin Bacon. Right. Yeah, that's it. Yep, that's the one. Yep. So yeah, if you want to uh, get in touch with us about seven degrees of separation, yeah, that's our campaign. It is. Yes. So that's all for Seinfeld news this week. Just one piece, like last week. Um, yeah, but a big Good. piece nonetheless. Probably a huge the piece. biggest piece, um, at least covered by the rest of the world. Yep. And I think Jerry was in the right. That's my opinion. Okay. My opinion. Yeah. Look, I I um initially thought he was a bit of a he acted like a bit of a dick. But as I thought about it and as I read more bits and pieces about it, yeah, I, I, I agree. I think, um, yeah, she yeah. she kind of overstood a line. Asking is fine once, but when yep. you're politely rebuffed, just just back away. Yeah. But if you're a Bidwabask fan and you want to hug us, I'm happy for you to hug me. Yeah. I'm cool with that. Yeah. If you know That's what fine. we look like, I am going to be a bit creeped out. Um, <laughs> well, we, well we, have, we have we have an Instagram photo. We put that up a couple of weeks ago. That's true. Yeah, That's true. But, um, yeah. but if you know, if you remember that photo and you're out, you know, next month or something and you remember us mm. I, I don't know I'm going to be a bit creeped out oh that's fine yep. as long as you tell your friends about our podcast that's the main thing yep. that's can, all we yeah, want that's conditional you can hug us if you um, spread the word yes we're going to talk about the heart attack straight after this and we're going to talk about these secondary characters and a couple of good ones in here hello folks Matt McCoy here aka Lloyd Braun from Seinfeld and I'm telling you right now I do not want to be a secondary character Jerry kill me <laughs> Kill me now. I'm begging you. <laughs> oh, well, uh, what, kind of like this? What, what are you performing? <laughs> Jerry! 
pounding. I can't feel my mind's gone numb. Oh, oh, I think I'm having a heart attack, Stephen. No, no, that's not what it says. No, no. What? What, what I think she's saying, what I think he's saying, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. is that he's having a heart attack. Oh, he's, oh, he's having a heart, heart attack. attack, yeah. Oh, come on. You watched that program last night. What was it? <laughs> coronary something. Coron- coronary courthouse? Yeah, coronary, yeah, yeah, something, something like that. Oh, yeah, so it's like, yeah. I told you not to watch it. <laughs> and he's, there was nothing else on. <laughs> <laughs> George is like, he, he's having his mock heart attack. Yeah. He's like, there was nothing else on. Yeah. <laughs> Loved it. Cool, yeah. So we're talking about the secondary characters from the heart attack, season two, episode eight. It aired on April 25th, 1991, written by Larry Charles and directed by Tom Sharones, the Lennon-McCartney I guess you could say, of TV sitcoms. Seems Those that two way. Guys, yeah, excellent episodes they churned out together. Mm, mm. After watching a B-grade science fiction movie, which Larry David played a cameo of, he played a cameo of what appears to be a poorly dressed alien. Yeah. That was him. Because mm-hmm. you, you didn't think it was him, and I told you. Well, I, it's not that I didn't think it was no, him. No, no, I just didn't really pay you didn't attention, really pay attention to who attention, it was. Yeah. Yeah. And then you mentioned it, and then I watched it again. And he still had the grey hair back then. That was yeah, funny. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was more of a sort of a dark grey. It wasn't like dark white, grey. Yeah. white, white grey. It was like yeah. the salt and pepper, yeah. yeah it was exactly. just funny, yeah. Like Matt to, McCoy's beard. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. Yes. I had to do a double take. I was like, is that Larry David? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, it is. It is him. There you go. Yeah. If you're wanting to know why we know what Matt McCoy's beard looks like, if you listen to 15A, a, um, an additional podcast for episode 15 we interviewed him we did we spoke he, to him on Skype and we had a good chat yeah and he played Lloyd Braun in the last two uh, episodes that Lloyd Braun appears in yes The Gum and The uh, Serenity, Serenity Now, now. Yes. Yeah. Serenity Now yeah so have a listen it was a really fun interview it was fun and you can listen to the Lloyd Braun What's the Deal With episode yep it's an accompanying podcast yeah, one two punch well the one two punch yes so you would have got two of those in your feed two for the price of one two yeah, or two for the price of free. That sounds good better. Yep. Yes. So continuing with the plot of the heart attack, uh, Jerry wakes up in the middle of the night after watching the science fiction movie, and he writes down what he thinks the character said so he can use it for a new comedy bit. The next day, he's unable to read what he wrote down, and many people put their different interpretations of what they think he wrote down. George thinks he's having a heart attack, but Jerry dismisses it as he states that George watched a documentary about heart attacks the night before. <laughs> George replies, there was nothing else on. George goes to hospital in an ambulance and is found to have not had an attack, but it's discovered that his adenoids have swelled up and he needs his tonsils removed, which have grown back. Kramer suggests seeing a holistic healer named Tor Ekman, played by Stephen Tobolowski, who has very questionable methods for healing. Elaine falls for George's doctor named Dr. Fine, played by John Posey, and later breaks up with him after it's revealed that he has a tongue fetish. Hmm. Which is very, very, very weird. And you learn a lot about the tongue in that scene. Yeah, you do. You do. The... What's it called? Pedipes? Pet Pedipipes? I, I don't can't know. Remember. Whatever. George falls ill and. Oh, the papillae? Papillae, that's yeah. it, yes. Sounds like potpourri. It does, actually. Yeah. <laughs> George falls ill and turns purple in the face after drinking a shonky tea made by Tor. And in the ambulance, the two paramedics fight over a missing chuckle. It's, I believe it's like a, a jelly, you know, like a, like a jelly um, yeah. a cup. Yep. I believe because he's like there was a red one and a green no there was a blue one and a green one and I couldn't find the red chuckle I didn't eat a red chuckle yeah we don't have chuckles here in Australia no we have aeroplane jelly mm. which is like our kind of chuckle yeah kind I of don't one. really like aeroplane jelly no 
very plain despite, jelly for despite me. Despite what the song yeah. is trying to tell me, what I should like. Yeah, I don't really like it. I don't like it either. And the driver leaving the uh, the driver of the ambulance leaves the other Ambo beaten up on the street. Ambo and paramedic, I should say. Sorry, Ambo is an, an Aussie term. <laughs> the other he beats up the other paramedic and leaves him on the street. The ambulance crashes and George, Jerry, and presumably Kramer are admitted in hospital for their injuries. The hospital television shows the movie Jerry watched before and is happy to find out that the dialogue he wrote down. But he then dismisses it as he thinks it's not funny. Yeah. That's the episode. Yeah. Yeah. Winds up. Winds up. That's it. an anticlimax. Yeah, there's an annoying uh, patient who's one of the other secondary characters. He's credited as the man in the other bed, as in the hospital bed, and uh, he makes noises and George throws his ice cream at him. And, he's, and, then, and he uh, lets out a cry. Yeah, <laughs> like, ah! I think that's revenge for being told to shut up. Exactly, yes, in, in the when previous George scene. When just trying to you know, help him out. Exactly. Other secondary characters include a nurse who tries to interpret what Jerry said on the paper, or wrote on the paper. There's the cook and the waitress at Monk's who asks if George is okay when he has his so-called heart attack. Mm, mm. So, yes, two secondary characters this week, and one of them is an absolute beauty I can't wait to sink our teeth into. Why don't we do that right now? Let's do it right now. Tor Ekman. Oh boy, he's interesting, isn't he? He's great. He is very good. I liked him a lot. Yeah. Played by Stephen Tobolowski, as I mentioned before, he's had an extensive film and TV career. He's best known for his roles in Memento, Groundhog Day, and Thelma and Louise. Awesome. So quite a few credits to his name. Yeah. Yeah. Who was it last week that had a had an appearance in Groundhog Day? Uh, Ken, the guy who played Ken. Yeah. Yeah. The actor Ken who played Ken Ken. Hudson Campbell, I think his name was. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, that was him. Yeah, he was in Grand Hawk Day as well. He there played the nice man in the hall. Yes. Yes, that's, that's it. That's right. I, I didn't see what Stephen played. Yeah. Stephen Tobolowsky. Yeah, so Tor Ekman, yeah, um, he's obviously, well, it's implied, well, not implied, I should say, it's it's revealed that he's against the medical establishment. Mm. If he claims that the medical establishment or the company just, you know, you're not a patient, you're a customer. Yeah. They want to keep you sick so you make the money. Yeah, I mean, that's a pretty common criticism of the American, well, sort of any Western any healthcare, healthcare system. Any healthcare system, yeah. yeah. You know, that it's a business and that, you know, they're there to make money and yeah. patients are just customers. Exactly. Yeah. I don't believe he was ever in the medical field. I just think he's one of those. I think he just went straight into this holistic healing. Do you, you think know? he had any sort of formal training at all? Even like an apprenticeship, maybe? Um, or he's self-taught? Something, something tells me no, but... I wouldn't have, you know, written it off if he if he had one. What yeah. do you think? Do you think he had an apprenticeship? Um, I think that he's so such a lone wolf in regards to his practice that even if he was apprenticed under sort of a master healer or something, that he would have rebelled against that too. Like even that may have been too formal. Yeah, and he just wanted to go out on his own. So yeah. I just think he's got a problem with authority in general. Okay, yeah. So you yeah. reckon he's like, what, he got into trouble or maybe he's like a pseudo-therapist? So you oh, think well, he is. He's, a, he's, he's pseudo. A, he's yeah. a fucking quack. Oh, yeah, he <laughs> is. Quack. He's a total fucking quack. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I just, I guess what I mean is that, you know, he's not just anti-establishment, anti-medical establishment. Yeah. I think he's just anti-everything establishment. Anti-everything establishment. Yeah. You know, yep. he drinks herbal tea and yeah. he's probably vegan like yourself. Probably. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know? Which is fine. Which is fine. No, nothing yeah. wrong with Are you trying to suggest that I'm a dodgy healer? Yes. Cool. You asked me before we went to air what month was I born and I said April. You said <laughs> it should have been August. I was like, all right. That's true. And then you turned around and said, you eat too much dairy. And yeah. I'm like, that's true. I have two coffees a day. Yeah. And I have other milky foods. So, yeah, yeah it you makes should, sense. Um, 
you should just drink black coffee. It's better anyway. It is. Black coffee. I'm not really a black coffee and grapefruit kind of guy. Okay. As Jerry once said. Yeah. You don't seem like a... Oh, no, that, that's in the subway with the... With, yeah. You're not a black coffee and grapefruit kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, to the, your favorite, your your, bloke, your mate, the uh, malnudist from yeah. the, uh, the subway. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not that kind of guy either. So you reckon Tor has never worked as a medical professional at well, all in any context? For, look, it's a bit hard to get to really figure that out. But yeah. look, I'm just hypothesizing here. Mm. I'm just splitting hairs. I don't think he is. I just think he's probably, you know, he maybe he was once like, I don't know, maybe he believed in the medical system once, like maybe growing up. You know, maybe his dad was a doctor. Right. You know, maybe he had relatives who were doctors or someone in the medical field and then he... He realized how much, well, in his words or his, in his vision, how much of a crock it is, and he right. decided to take the holistic approach. Something destroyed his foundations. Possibly, yeah, yeah. Okay, and set him down that path. Or maybe he had a friend who possibly suffered from an illness, and then after, you know, spending thousands and thousands of dollars of treatment, maybe the friend passed away. I'm right. just, I'm just, I'm just. This is all just a heat cannon. Yeah. You know, um, maybe, and then he thought. You know, no matter how much money they spent, she still died, he still died. Yeah. What's the point? Yeah. This is just a waste. So you think something has happened in his past? That's a possible scenario. That's, that's sort of made him disgruntled with the medical system. Possibly. To the I, point of outright, like, hatred. Possibly. I don't think he was raised that way. I right. think he kind of discovered he it on his own. there. That's my opinion, right. yeah. Yeah, no, that's fair. How do you, what do you think? Do you think well, he, that's the case? Yeah, I think, you know. I think he's inherently anti-establishment. Okay. But I think he tried to sort of fight that innate desire that he doesn't like authority generally and i think he actually tried to go through medical school but he just couldn't fight he wanted to sort of be part of the system that he hated so much right you know because he just wanted to be normal or accepted or whatever um but you know that that like that innate desire took uh, like he couldn't get past that and he um yeah and he just sort of said fuck it all and quit med school or maybe he became a doctor and he just he hated it um yeah and he sort of you know he wound up where he was going to wind up anyway yeah you know based on his like deep hatred of any sort of authority out of right it. yeah right. including medical establishments so, and that's where he turned up yeah exactly and um you know he's turning turning pathological lies green yeah. oh, sorry purple purple, purple yeah well yeah, yeah. in many colors i guess it depends on the concoction yeah that's true kramer mentions that he just came out of jail as yeah. well so do you think possibly malpractice or yeah, maybe, oh, yeah. maybe fraud, maybe deception. Maybe he sold some kind of product and it was yeah, false, I, I misleading. Be, like, what yeah, do you, I wouldn't be what surprised do you think? if he's a bit of a snake oil salesman. A snake oil salesman, yeah. Yeah, yeah. definitely. You know, he's pushing just, you know, completely useless mm. things saying that they cure all diseases. Mm. Would, he'd be the sort of person that would turn up on a current affair. Oh, yeah, that'd be him. Yeah. Dodgy medical professional. Australia's worst holistic healer. Uh, I was trying to find the word. Yeah, yeah. Australia's worst holistic healer. <laughs> he sent many families to the emergency ward. <laughs> I'm so sad. <laughs> My face is now purple. <laughs> and after we go through him, coming up is dodgy tradesmen. Oh, neighbours yeah. from hell. Oh, God. Bureaucratic red tape. Lucky I don't watch free to TV anymore. <laughs> no, this spare me. Yeah, I only watch the footy. That's the only free to air I watch. Yeah, yeah. That's I, don't have, I don't even have a TV. Oh, fair enough. Mm. You have a computer and you have podcast equipment. Well, that's net- mine. Got Netflix. Netflix. Yeah, I've got Seinfeld and that's everything else can take a back seat. <laughs> Pretty much, and that's yeah, life. That's it. So yeah, Tor has clearly uh, yeah he's obviously either been charged with criminal negligence, possibly malpractice, maybe manslaughter. Yeah, maybe he administered like a. 
a, 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 a drug or some kind of concoction that killed someone. I don't think it would be as serious as like manslaughter. No, I mean, you don't that, think so? Well, I mean, American prison sentences are pretty long. Like oh, life yeah. in Australia is 23 or 25, 25 years. 25 years, yeah. You know, like manslaughter over there, you can get 25, 30 years just for that. Oh, okay. You know, right. And he's so about probably not, 40. Yeah, so yeah, probably reckon, not that serious. I reckon he just sent someone to hospital... Um, you know, or he was just pushing like a snake oil type. Or maybe product. it was fraud or something. Yeah, that's you true. Know, yeah, misrepresentation. Like yeah. Maybe he was practicing as something that he wasn't licensed to. Maybe. Sort of a, you know, like a low level crime. I yeah. Guess. Okay. I don't think it was, you know, like a serious crime. So only a like, couple of years jail. Yeah. Years, a year maybe. or two jail. Yeah. That's a year or two in jail. He's yeah. out of, in crimes, like he's out of jail now. Yeah. He just got out of jail. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, is, it, is it implied that Jerry already knew who Tor was? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Because when he says. Um, he says, you got to go to Tor, Tor Ekman. And then Jerry kind of knows Jerry, who he is. Well, Jerry goes, isn't he in jail? Oh, yeah, so he knows who he is, yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know if maybe he... Maybe, maybe he was on the, the news. Yeah, maybe yeah, read yeah. it in the newspaper. Maybe. Because um, he doesn't sort of... It, it's not sort of implied that he's got a personal relationship with him or that he's been to him. Yeah. Just that he's aware of his name. But him and Kramer are friends. So maybe Kramer's... Yeah. Maybe Kramer introduced him one day. Maybe, yeah. you know, like I would, his, his Tor, his Jerry. Yeah, you know? I wouldn't be surprised if, um, you know, if he was... You know, like that classic Seinfeld setup where, like, uh, Jerry walks out of his apartment and Kramer sort of coming in with just a random, person a random dude. And yeah. Kramer has to explain like this person, like the cable guy or whatever. Yeah, yeah, the phone um, guy. Yeah, the oh, phone guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or yeah, yeah. like the polar bear club or the smokers. Yeah, or that's whatever. It. Like, all, the, all the Russians with the with the fake cable. The, yeah, uh, the, exactly. The dodgy cable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe he met him sort of incidentally in the hall. Oh, like maybe. maybe. You know, he was coming over to do like a healing ceremony or some shit. Yeah, and um, yeah, and he met him then. Um, yeah, so it would be something like that. I, I was going to ask you actually. That got yeah, me thinking. Yeah, yeah. How do you think that? Uh, how do you think Kramer met Tor or Tor met Kramer? Do you think he just went there as a patient and they just became friends? Like Kramer just befriends people, mm. you know, like the soup Nazi. No one can be his friend, but no. Kramer managed to. Well, Kramer, Kramer's a people person, despite yeah. his, you know, his slapstick kind of personality and you know, despite his his wicked ways, he he's a people person. Yeah, you know, he 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 befriends the most quirky kind of people yeah you know and they're not always obviously his friends aren't all straight edge people no convent- I guess so conventional they're not, people. yeah I think he's, you know, he's just, a fringe dweller and yeah. he hangs out with other fringe dwellers with other fringe and, and Tor's definitely one definitely oh, look he might have might have stumbled across a healing course or maybe like in a you know some kind of class or maybe mm. or maybe Kramer was sick and went to him and uh, yeah you know maybe Tor fed him a placebo and Kramer yep. thought he felt great but yeah probably did nothing see that's you know. what I was thinking like because in it, going all the way back to our very first episode the soup nazi we yeah. sort of pose that question like how did kramer befriend someone is so abrasive and mm. sort of like unfriendable yeah um and i think we we th- we said that you know he just he came in there as a customer and he just got to know him over time no no well that that but my, i remember i remember my theory was that he saved the soup nazi's life that's or right. he did something okay. where the soup nazi said i owe you my life right you know mm. you know something like I, I told you in episode one i remember it you know stopped a robber stopped a maybe an uh you know an unruly customer yeah or maybe i, I yeah well, i had all those scenarios okay because the soup nazi doesn't let anyone in and maybe mm. something like that maybe the soup nazi thought shit right he's actually actually yeah saved, right. he's I actually think, done something that saved my life yeah oh, i respect I think him, he, yeah, it was know? almost like a life debt or something yeah, yeah or something like, like that like a yeah. deep debt of gratitude that's what i thought i don't know i don't think it's the same for tour right i don't think it's that kind i mean okay. they're, they're close friends they hug when they see each other yeah you know so yeah i don't know i just think maybe they stumbled across or maybe bob sacramento because yep. this is the first episode where bob sacramento is mentioned yeah you were saying that 
Or maybe because Kramer reckons says that Bob Sacramento came into hospital for an operation because Kramer's anti-establishment too. Yeah. Maybe Bob he hates said libraries. Yeah, or maybe it's a medical establishment. Yeah, he does. He hates everything. He hates everything industrial, anything corporate. Yeah, anything. Um, maybe except Kramerica. Indeed. Maybe after because Bob, it's implied Bob's surgery didn't go too well. Maybe they said let's try and find a healer, and then Tor was the first guy. Okay. So maybe through Bob, Kramer and Tor met. Yeah. Bob so, Sacramento. So maybe. Um, uh, like you know, they tried to go through the the normal medical system, and that didn't work out. So they sought alternative, yeah, sort of alternative methods. methods. And, and that's what tall. George wants, because George George has to have the tonsillectomy, mm. which is like a few four grand or something. Yeah, George is motivated by price. Yeah, yeah. and and then he goes to Kramer. So how much is this guy? Thirty eight bucks for the first visit, that's and he's right. like, "Yep, I'll yep, take that." Holistic. Yeah, I'll take that's, that. Yeah. I like how George sort of like swears to change his life when he's like, I'm, you know, I'm going <laughs> yeah. to start meditating. That's, that's my favorite scene. Eating better. I'm going to start doing yoga. I'm going to, you know, just, I'm just going to lose my anger. Yep. I'm just, I, I love how he's like, I'm just, gonna, I'm just not going to be angry. Hey, you're listening to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And just before that. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. Ah, it's good. And then Jerry's like, oh, oh just kill me, Jerry. Just put the pillow over my head. And then Jerry's <laughs> like, oh, like this. And then Lang Wilson is, yeah, yeah. He, he, no, he doesn't. He's, he was going to take the pillow off. I know, but yeah, yeah. but he goes, but he goes he does pretty it far for like twenty seconds, thirty yeah. seconds, like and we were saying as well him. before yeah. we were recording how funny it is that Elaine walks in and she's not at all shocked. Yeah, she's a bit taken aback, yeah. but she doesn't try and stop him. <laughs> she's just like, kind of like, what's going on? Yeah, like, and then, and then Jerry goes to Elaine. Oh, don't worry, he's fine. He didn't have a heart attack. The doctor told me he's fine. Yeah, yeah. and then Elaine's like pretending that George is. Yeah, she's in on the joke, Georgie. Is anyone going to take your apartment? Yeah. <laughs> so good. And, uh, yeah, how Jerry... Um, Wants the Black Hawks yeah, jacket. Yeah, hits him up for the Black Hawks jacket and has already tried it on. Yeah. Like, oh, the, sh- the sleeves are a bit short. No, no, they fit good. <laughs> yeah, I love it when when, they, it, when George thinks he's on the outer and then yeah. everyone's just, like, giving him shit. Yeah, and like saying, oh, can I have this? at the bones yeah, already. Already. It's not even dead. It's yeah. not even cold. The body's, the body's still warm and they're like, yeah. can I have this? Can I have this? <laughs> <laughs> the body's still alive. Oh, my It's God. not even a body. No, it's not. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, I love that. That's, oh, that's my favorite scene yeah, in the episode. It is yeah, good. that's good. Um, yeah, look, Tor, I guess, yeah, that, he's just a shonky guy. Yep. Claims to be a holistic healer. Mm. My opinion, I'm sure you've got a different opinion. He never practiced any kind of medicine. Yep. That's my thing. And I think possibly a father or relative was a doctor. That's a possibility. And then he's anti establishment. You said he might be anti establishment from the start. Yep. Or he had a friend who went through the standard medical procedures, spent, you know, in America, he spent tens of thousands on treatment. Mm. They probably died. Mm-hmm. And he said, wow, my friend's dead, but mm. they got like 50 grand out of them. Yep. What's the point? Yep. Yep. You know? Yep. Fuck them. Mm. I'm doing my own thing. Fuck them. Fuck them. Like uh, Alec Baldwin to uh, Kathy Griffin last week. Yes. Fuck them. Fuck them all. Yeah, indeed. Yes. Indeed. And Jerry with a more nicer G rated yeah. response. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> that she it. just made a bad joke. That's it. Yeah. So that's Tor Ekman. What do you think of Tor? I think he's a good character. I think he's great. And he is in my top 10 secondary characters. Yeah, you were saying. Yeah, I won't mention just yet where he is, yeah, but no, he's we'll, in there. We'll talk about that a bit later. He's knocked off the Smelly Valet. Okay. Yes, the Smelly mm. Valet was in my top he's ten. He's gone. The, yes. So he's gone. He's, he's out of there the to stink up the list anymore. No, no, no way. That smell's gone gone out. When we come back, we'll talk about the secondary or the next secondary character for the heart attack, Dr. Dr. Fine. Elaine's love interest, who has a bit of a fetish for tongues. Feinfeld. Oh, Feinfeld, and it's going to be very fine. E. What month were you born? April. You should have been born in August. (laughs) Your parents would have been well advised to wait. Really? Do you use hot water in the shower? Yes. 
stop using it. So, let's talk about Dr. Fine. Dr. Fine. Not Fran Fine, I hope. No. Oh, oh Niles. My name's Fran Fine. Yeah. So, Dr. Fine is, I guess you would say, Elaine's episode boyfriend. Episode boyfriend with a tongue fetish, yes. Indeed. Played by John Posey. Uh, he's most known for his critically acclaimed one-man show. It's called Father, Son and Holy Coach. You were telling me about this. He's been performing this for over 20 years, and it's basically about a, it's a father and son story. And okay. you know, it's like it's like their kind of adventures, and and yeah, things go awry, and I think it's like one of those, you know, like the characters develop and then they develop their bond, and you know, unlike kind of Seinfeld, no, it, it, you know, Seinfeld has no hugging, no learning. I think this one has it, but I it's kind of like, it's, but it's comedy. Yeah, yeah, but it, it's a one-man show. He does it all himself. Okay. Yeah, John Posey. Yeah, I'd be interested to watch that. I think he's meant to be like the dad. Okay. But it's a one-man show, so right. he plays like the dad, then he'll play the yeah, son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's a, that's a little snippet from his website, hmm. Father, Son, and Holy Coach, and uh, watch yeah. more of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be curious if look. I hope it comes to Australia. Yeah, one day I'd go see it. I'd go see it. Have yeah. you seen it? Let us know. Yep. Yeah, he was also in How to Get Away with Murder and the Teen Wolf TV series in a few episodes. I love Teen Wolf. Yeah, he was in five or six episodes. Okay, Michael J. Fox. No, yeah. no, no. As in the TV show. There's like a TV uh, show that came out like a few years ago. Was Michael J. Fox in no, the movie? No, no, no. Yeah, he was in the movie in the 80s. Right. No, this is like a more recent. Okay. He's like one of those. Right. You know. Okay. Teen ones. Um, but yeah, he was in that. So that's John Posey. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did you think about Dr. Fine? Dr. Fine. Well, he's a fine looking gentleman. He I'll is. I'll tell you that. He's the very... first thing I noticed was his head of hair. Do you know who. Oh, no, you don't watch Twin Peaks, do you? Uh, I have not seen it in a long time. He, he reminds me of the character Harry Truman with his hair. Okay. If you watch Twin Peaks, not, not the new series, the old, like the, the first the two seasons, remember Harry Truman? Do you reckon his hair looks like that? Let us know. He's got that kind of, I don't know, it's just that wavy, curly mm. kind of bob. One of the characters in Twin Peaks had hair like that. Okay. Yeah, like one of the main characters. I just Harry thought Truman. that his hair looked... Sheriff Truman. Okay. Yeah. I just thought that his hair looked like uh, the early 90s... In, in a hairstyle. Yeah, that was it. Just yeah. typified that time. Yeah, that's it. The curly kind of locks. It yeah. kind of reminded me of, uh, and this would only make sense to probably not even all, but just some of our Australian listeners, uh, Gary Hocking, who was a player in a in a football team here in, in Victoria in Geelong. Right. Yeah, um, Geelong, Geelong AFL yeah, player. Yeah, he, yep. like he was a famous footy player in uh, the 80s and the 90s. Yeah. I think he was the captain of Geelong, actually. Right, right. He, he played with, like, Gary Ablett and stuff. Yeah, yeah, sure. In Geelong, yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, and he, his hair looks really similar. Yeah. It's kind of like, kind of a mullet, but mm. kind of not a mullet. That's kind of like Dermot Brereton. Um, when yeah. he was younger, he played for Hawthorne. He had, like, the curly... Curly blonde locks. Exactly. Very similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Very similar. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Uh, Dr. Fine would have made a, a passable AFL player just based on his uh, hairstyle. And his physique too. Yeah. He looked, he looked like a footy player. Yeah, he's yeah. tall and kind of lanky. Yeah, and Elaine, obviously, we've mentioned many times, Elaine loves a man in uniform or with yep. some authority, so Elaine yep. swoons over him. Definitely. Yeah. Does she give him the um, the famous Elaine swoon? No, I don't think I, she gives him, gives him the swoon, but no, she, no. Uh, she gives him the eyes. But she does leave the room. Because she says, I need to go ask that doctor one more question. Oh, one more question as he walks out. Yes. Yeah, so mm. that's that's still pretty significant. That is it's very not significant. A, it's not a swoon, yep. but, you know, she sort of exits the room to go ask him out. Yeah, indeed. And she asks him out as well. He does, I don't yeah, think exactly. he asks her out. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And uh, he obviously honestly cares about his patients, you know, yeah. like with George. Yeah, you know, he knows George didn't have a heart attack, yeah. but they discovered that his tonsils grew back and he needs them removed. Yeah, so, my, you know, my so, first note here, mm. we take notes about these characters, is good doctor. Good doctor. Yeah, he's a good one. You Competent. Know? Competent. Yep. Yep. And very caring. Very caring, yeah. And, you know, he's very, you know, he won't become emotional or 
no you know, anything he's, he's pretty a, cool like you, you want you want a doctor who's cool headed yeah regardless appropriate you don't want someone who'll freak out no yeah. oh blood ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how'd you get through med school Oh, blood. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'd be like, no, thank you. I'll go somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. So, no, he's a he's a good doctor. Yep. Yeah. I agree, Dr. Fine. He's a he's fine He's the opposite doctor. of Tor. I think that's why he was put in the show. Yeah. You know. He like, was he was like, a, um, I guess you could say, like, complete opposite. It's like the yin and the yang. I exactly. Guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. He's like the typical medical, like, corporate establishment doctor. Yeah. And then... He's uh, a run-of-the-mill cookie-cutter doctor. Yeah. And he's, he's the opposite. He is. Yeah. And then Tor's just some quack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just pre- a quack. Pretty much. Yeah. It's quite a quite a dynamic between the two. Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised they don't have a scene together. That mm. would have been funny. Yeah. You know, if they sort of got into a bit of a tiff about the medical establishment or exactly. something. Exactly. You know, he was defensive of it and Tor was very... Tor would have like thrown powder at him or something. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he would have poisoned him. Do you think this episode was a commentary on the healthcare system in the US and like alternative medicines? You know how some people you know, due to costs or even trying to find another way. Mm. Like, a, do you reckon there's a commentary on, on like the way the healthcare system is and maybe like how some people, when they try and find hope through other means? Yeah. You know, do you think it's like a commentary on that? Yeah, definitely. In a way? I yeah. mean, it, it's not very subtle about that. It mm. sort of, that's the premise of the episode. Mm. George is motivated by cost yeah. to seek alternative forms of medicine. Yeah, and even tall, if he doesn't yeah. know anything about it or trust it, yeah. he's just driven by... Yeah, by yeah. by the low cost. And Tor is, I guess, like a parody of those kind of holistic healers. Yeah, you know? yeah. You know, obviously, I'm sure if you're a holistic healer, like a proper one, you wouldn't be doing what Tor does. No, I'm sure a lot of those like blowing in your face and yeah, you know, I you think would, it's just you wouldn't like, be telling people that they were born in the wrong month. No, oh, you eat too drink. much dairy. Yeah, yeah. Maybe if you uh, you know if you talk about nutritional diet or something. I think if if you're a proper healer, I don't think you you'd be that kind of confronting no. I don't know I don't think you'd yeah. I think it's just a take off maybe just a parry or maybe what the writer's perceived maybe it's just like the stereotype of a holistic healer yeah you know yeah. these wacky yeah, unconventional sort of like methods an, yeah an archetypal quack yeah pretty much just dodgy pretty much yeah and he turns George purple which is yeah. awesome very funny one thing I wanted to mention about Dr. Fine is I don't like the way he reacts when uh, when Elaine kind of rebuffs his advances he's a bit taken aback yeah he? I don't know. I just thought he came across as a tiny bit entitled. A little bit, yes. You know, he's because he yeah. grossed her out with all the tongue talk. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the fact that he is not even aware that that would maybe make someone feel a bit uncomfortable yeah. and a bit less attractive to them. It sounds like he's taking his work with him outside of work. Yeah. You know, you're supposed to leave your work at the door. That can be home. really attractive in someone if they're really passionate about mm. something and you like listen, even if you don't care about it or know anything about it. Just listening to someone, you know talk about something they care a lot about yeah but when it's tongues and like the i guess the biology of tongues yeah on a first date not the best no maybe no. maybe second or third date or maybe if elaine asked so yeah. tell me about yeah, the tongue yeah yeah yeah. How's it he sort of just goes on a bit of a rant he just he grabs just, her tongue with like a tissue yeah yeah <laughs> just yeah. Like, yeah. yeah and she's obviously not really that attracted to him anymore yeah. she doesn't really want to continue with the date i don't blame her so she leaves but he i just don't like his reaction he's a bit sort of like he oh. thinks he thinks oh yeah you should have kissed me yeah yeah exactly yeah you know. i get what you mean so very entitled well well he's a handsome doctor i'm sure he's yeah. had many uh, many dates yeah you know from other patients or yeah other people or whatever, i'm sure so. i'm sure he's got plenty of other options plenty of options good for him dr fine good for you yes so they're the secondary characters for this week dr fine and tor ekman so when we come back, we're going to talk about our top 10 secondary characters. Two top 10 lists. Two top 10 lists, and Tor Ekman is in mine. So I won't tell you who, like where he is yet, and then we'll do our Seinfeld episodes ranked and where the heart attack falls. Sounds good. All righty, let's do it. You're listening to 
But I don't want to be a secondary character. I ate the green one and the yellow one and the red one is missing. I don't even like chuckles. Maybe he doesn't like them. That's possible. I want that chuckle back. You hear me? I'll get you a chuckle. You want me to get you a chuckle? Pull over. So I'm going to give you my top 10 characters. Oh, you will. Each week. On, but I don't want to be a secondary character. And our top 10 secondary characters that we've reviewed so far. That's it. So these characters are characters that we've talked about in the episodes that we've covered so far they're not for the whole show no. but because we're doing uh, what we hope to do every episode um we'll touch on every character at some point we'd love to do every episode but it's uh gonna be a challenge but we're can't, in for the long haul we love it do, can't do the clip shows ah uh, no not quite yeah. every episode that's worth doing we'll yeah do. and yeah. like and like when we did the trip we condensed part one and two into the same episode yeah so we'll, if it's a two-parter it's gonna be one episode yeah and if there's an episode you want us to do just let us know let us know please we'd love to put it on top of the list yeah go for it Stephen. top 10 so it hasn't changed from last week but i'll go through it nonetheless uh we've got number 10 jillian manhands from the bizarro jerry uh, yep. which was our sixth episode we've got the train nudist which we covered a few weeks ago on episode 14 the subway uh, we've got Sid Fields, which is our second ever episode, The Old Man. The Old Man. Yeah, the old idiot. Man. Yeah, idiot. Love it. So good. Yeah, great. Can you change my diaper? <laughs> Number seven, we've got George's parents, Frank and Estelle. Uh, that was our second What's the Deal With uh, episode. Episode 10, yeah. Episode 10. Yeah. Harold and Manny from The Apartment, which was our eighth episode. Uh, Susan Ross, who was our first What's the Deal With uh, episode five chronologically. Uh, we've got Celia, uh, which we covered two weeks ago on the Merv Griffin show. Uh, that is Jerry's Govern. We've got the record store owner from the second episode we've done, <laughs> The Old Man. Yeah. The Street Toughs, Bob and Cedric from our very first episode, The Soup Nazi. And once again, Alton Bennis from uh, episode 10. What's the deal with... The Seinfeld uh, Parents. The Seinfeld Parents. That's Elaine's it. father. Alton Bennis, he's your number one again. He is. And... Man. And a character that has come to my attention in the last week. Yes. Um, and I'll, I'll talk about him in a bit. Yes. Um, who has the potential to knock off Alton Bennett. <gasps> there is someone? Yeah. You I mean, said that it's going to be very hard to knock someone off. Yeah. He, potential. 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 Who? I'll talk about it soon. Oh, okay. So, Hold your horses. All right, all right. My top 10 secondary characters. At number 10, Harold and Manny from The Apartment. Number 9, a new entrant, Tor Ekman. From the heart attack. He's Hobson number thought. nine. Yeah, look, I think he's a, he's a great one-off character. I love how he's just like a parody of those kind of alternative medicines. Yeah. You know, anti-establishment. I love how he's just... His methods are just so over-the-top, yeah. far-fetched. You know, and he brews that tea for George and it turns him purple. That's yeah. perfect. He reminds you know? me of Violent and Willy Wonka. Violent Willy Wonka, yeah. Violet, Violet. Yeah, Violet. Vi oh, Violet, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's it. You turn into a blueberry. <laughs> that's <laughs> it. Yeah, no, I think he's great. He's very well acted, so you well done. What, you know what Tor needs? What? He needs a group of Oompa Loompas to sing a, a morality song to him to teach him, you know, the error of his ways. Like, Oompa Loompa. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Don't give them the purple tea. Do, 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 do. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Very nice. Thank you. Yeah. yeah so, that's what he needs in his life. Yeah. So he's my he's number nine, but I have a feeling he'll stay there for quite a while. Okay. Even though he's number nine, mm. we'll see. Or he yeah. might move up the list. We'll see how we go. Yep. We'll see how we go. And number eight, Helena from The Trip, parts one and two. 
Number seven, Sid Fields from The Old Man. Six is Bob and Ray, a.k.a. Cedric, the Soup Nazi. Number five, Lloyd Braun from What's the Deal? Number four, Bookman from The Library. Number three, The Soup Nazi. Number two, Susan. And number one, Frank Costanza. Yep. And, uh, yeah, I don't think he'll be knocked off, but uh, I guess it depends because it'll be an ever-changing list. You never know. Like, there's a few characters on my top ten where I would never have thought they'd be in my top ten, and after we discuss them, yeah. they're in there. Yeah, this definitely changes perspectives. Yeah. You know, because we, we think a lot about these characters, and when we dive deep, it mm-hmm. um, it makes you think about them in it, different ways. Indeed. Like, Harold and Manny, Helena, you know, uh, Bookman. I would ne- Like, Bookman was good, but I didn't think he'd be top ten. Yeah. But after talking about about them, yeah. top ten. Susan's number two. It's like, wow, you know? Yeah. Incredible. Yep. Incredible. That's so, it. things can change. Yeah. No, it's it's great that we can do a podcast, but it changes our perspective on a show. Yeah, it you know, can. We, we treat it more than just a funny sitcom with witty sort of banter. Yeah. Um, you know, it just it adds another layer to it. Yeah, just having it from another perspective is Indeed. great. Yeah. What do you have? Uh, well, we, we'll do our top 10 episodes. Oh, yes, yes. Well, yeah. So, you'll do your top 10? Well, they haven't changed from last week, so okay, I won't go cool. through them. If you want to know what they are, um, what these are is... Uh, what these are is yeah. what these are. <laughs> I know what you're trying to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Are the episodes that we've watched uh, and talked about so far ranked uh, in in I guess order of preference from ten to one? Yes, and just one little disclaimer: uh, any episode which may involve the what's the deal with characters, uh, we may not have watched, and these are the actual episode well, we can't episodes. Watch it unless we video ourselves, of course. Oh no, but you know I, what I'm trying know, to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, I'll give you ten and one. Number ten was the trip. Yep. Which is a two-parter. And number one is the stakeout. Nice. Yep. Beautiful. And where does... Oh, so you, you're not going to say where the heart attack fits uh, in? I'd probably put it as number 11. Okay. Out yep. of 15. And then yep. uh, last week we did the seven. Yep. And in between last week and this week, um, I would probably put that as number 12. Okay. Yep. Um, yeah. Perfect. So out of the 15 that we've reviewed so far, my least favourite is the stakeout still, and my bef- my most favourite is the outing. Okay. Uh, out of the 15 that we've reviewed so far, the heart attack sits at number 13. Okay. I think the character, I think it was very well acted by Jason Alexander. I think the acting was brilliant, mm. and I think the guy who played Tor Aikman was fabulous. Yep. Excellent acting. I think the story was, obviously it was still in its infancy, the show, so yeah. there were, it was starting to, well, there were a few classic episodes by that point, but... It was still starting to try and find its feet, yep. and you got, got to give it respect. But yeah, look, still a decent episode. Yeah. But uh, yeah, in the bottom three for me. Okay. So far. Fair enough. Yes. Did um did the B story Elaine story sort of weaken it for I you? I think it did. Yeah. Look, the, the whole tongue thing. It just yeah. it was okay. Mm. But yeah, I guess they had to give Elaine something to yeah. do in the episode. But yep. no, I just think I think it fell a bit flat. Didn't do a lot for you. Not too much. No. And uh, the last thing we'll, we'll talk about today is a newish weekly segment we do called Weekly Seinfeldisms. Uh-huh. What do you have for this week? And what we do is, um, you know, as we do this podcast more and more, Seinfeld's in our lives. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's quite pervasive, which is fine. It's crazy. It's totally fine. Mm. Uh, and little Seinfeldy things happen through the week in our normal lives. Um, and they're always fun and interesting, so we thought we'd talk about them. So the first one, last week we talked about, um, we're in Melbourne in Australia and we attended a Seinfeld trivia. Yeah, a few weeks ago. Yep. Yeah, so I guess that counts as a Seinfeldism because it was a major Seinfeld event in our lives. And we won a space pen. We did. I had to get up on a table to win it. Yeah, you had to do your best it. 
stellar impression. Stellar. stellar. You had to do his best stellar impression to win it. Yeah. I don't know if my actual stellar performance was the best, oh, but just you, the fact that I was on on a table. You were amazing because you were clearing the table, and I thought, "What's Stephen up to?" Yeah. And then you you jumped. You were the only one that jumped on a table, and yeah, everyone thought, like the whole focus went on you. I thought that was fabulous. I'm getting that you, king pen. I'm, yeah, and that you got that fucking pen. And I that did. pen is displayed in our studio it along is. with our other memorabilia. Pen. It our, rides upside down. It rides upside down. Take the pen. Take the pen. You do a really good Jack Clumpus. Thank you. Maybe I'll do a whole episode and as Jack Clumpus. That's. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe we'll do a What's the Deal with Jack Clumpus. What's the deal with Jack Clumpus? What's the Take deal? the pen. <laughs> take, take Subscribe the... to the podcast. <laughs> do it. Listen. <laughs> Listen. Do it. Are you sure? <laughs> do it. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's fine. <laughs> oh, it's God. Fine. That's too good. Well, that's actually a good segue. So yeah. the next Seinfeldism is uh, I listened to a podcast called 30 2010. Mm. It's a pop culture look back where they uh, look at pop culture ten, uh, 30 years ago, 20 years ago, and 10 years ago. And in this week's episode I listened to, I can't even remember what they were talking about, but they just go through movies for that for each week in history. And I think it's a 1990s... Oh, it's in Speed 2. Oh, yeah. Um, cruise Control, which is just dog shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, they talked about it for about 20 minutes okay. as well. I'm like, this is way too long for Speed 2. For a movie like that, yeah. Yeah, but in that um, in that movie, apparently, like, a really small part is played by the actor who plays Jack Klompus. Oh, no way. Yeah, and that oh. got me thinking, and I thought, I love Jack Klompus. He's hilarious. Yeah. And I said... A, a little while ago that there's a potential character that could knock off Alton Bennis. <gasps> Once we dive deeper into Jack Clompus, Jack Clompus. it could be him. Oh. He's a potential number one. Like, Whoa. Alton Bennis is by far and away the number one for now. Yeah, yeah. But Jack Clompus could be... <gasps> could knock it off. But I won't, I won't know truly. Oh. I can't make that decision until we actually do a what's the deal with... We him. have to do a what's the deal with him. Yeah. We have to. We can't, yeah. we can't just put him in one episode. No. As in, like, an no. episode episode. No, no. can't. Do it. What's the deal? What's do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Yeah, we will, <laughs> for sure. That's and it. Oh, sorry. Two more Seinfeld. Oh, make. here we go. Yep. Yes. So, uh, in that same podcast, funnily enough, yes. they were talking about a um, a show from the 90s. It was kind of like an underground culty cartoon called Duckman. I'd yeah. heard of it. Yeah. I think I'd seen it in the 90s when it was around. It was kind of like a, a side, sh- uh, like a bit of a spin-off to The Simpsons. Okay, I think sure. there was like a mutual producer or something. Mm-hmm, sure. And I learned that Duck Ben is actually voiced. He's the main character in a show. Yeah, he yeah. plays basically, he's like a psychopathic duck. Okay, sure. Um, and he's actually voiced by Jason Alexander. No shit. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I did yeah, not know that. Yeah. Huh. Um, and they played a few audio clips and it was really fun. And I watched a bit on YouTube. Um, all the episodes are up and I do plan on watching at least some of them. Okay, yeah. Um, and it's basically, if you take like George, like sort of season seven, eight, nine, George Costanza, where he gets a lot more yellier. Yeah, yeah. Where it's like, George is getting angry. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's basically Duck Man. Oh, that's Duck Man. So he would have shredded his throat. And he was doing that while he was filming Seinfeld. Nice. So he was completely punishing his throat and his <laughs> voice for a cartoon that wasn't doing that well. Well, it's cold, I guess, now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, and acting in Seinfeld at the same time. So oh, not fabulous. only is he one of the best sort of physical actors of all time, he's an amazing voice actor too. Yeah, really good, fabulous. And the final one is today. Actually, I um, where I work in Melbourne, there's a cafe across the road, and I went in there and I felt like a snack, okay. some sort of like wholesome fruit bar or something like that. Sure thing. Um, and I got a little health bar, and I noticed it was called these pretzels. Oh. Um, it's it was like a fruit bar and it had like pretzels and dried fruit and all sorts of bits and pieces and in there. And made you thirsty? It did actually. Oh, there you go. Yeah. And when I got back to the office, I um I had some water. 
and it was quite great. Oh, wow. Yeah, so lots of little Seinfeldisms that happen from week to week. And tell us your Seinfeldisms as well. Yeah. You drop us an email, bidwabaskpodcast at gmail.com or uh, socials at bidwabask. We'd you love know, to hear your Seinfeldisms. You know who else needs to talk about Seinfeldisms? Who? You. Well, I didn't have any this week. Well, you need to start looking. Open your eyes. I'm going to do that. Yep. I'll go to a Chinese restaurant. I'll see if there's a soup kitchen. No, no, they can't be forced. They've okay. got to be organic. Organic. It's got to be the little things, the little minutiae that happens in everyday life. Okay, indeed. I'll do that for you, Stephen. I will do that for you too, my fellow listeners. Yeah. That'd be great. Next week, we're going to go to the Hamptons. I was in the pool. I was in the pool. She knows about shrinkage. She knows about shrinkage. Uh, Plenty of good secondary characters. It's going to be a breathtaking episode. Yeah, I've been looking forward to this one for a while. It's going to be smashing. So good. Thanks very much. My name's Ivan. I'm Stephen. And we'll see you next week. Ciao, Bella. Ciao, Bella.